Welcome to today's podcast, Casting Down Idols. This is the podcast where we talk about addictions and recovery from a biblical point of view. I'm your host, Pastor Mike Dixon, and I'm addressing the problem of addictions from my own personal experience, but most importantly, from a biblical perspective. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, gambling, or overeating, or whatever struggle you may be facing, I want you to know there's hope for change. It's my prayer that through this podcast, you'll pick up some tools and encouragement that will enable you to live addiction-free. I've been clean and sober now for 31 years, and you can too. So let's learn, grow, let's encourage one another on this road called recovery. All right. Hello, everyone. It's Pastor Mike Dixon, your host to the podcast, Casting Down Idols. Greetings today. I trust you're doing well and staying safe even as this pandemic continues throughout our society, our nation, and our world. I just want to remind you, God's still on the throne. He's still in control. I want to encourage you to do something for me. Again, if you would, leave us some positive feedback on the podcast. If this episode is a blessing to you, by all means, please share it with those friends that you have on social media. Let your neighbors know, your family members know about the podcast. If it's blessing you, I'm sure it'll bless those around you. And by leaving us positive feedback, you also help us increase our audience. We're able to reach more people with the truth of God's word as you share and as you leave positive feedback. Also, I'd love to hear from you. My email address is mikelifeaddictionrecovery at gmail.com. I'd love to get an email from you. If the podcast is a blessing to you, if you've got a suggestion about something you'd like to see in an upcoming episode, or if I can pray with you about something, please let me know. That's a good way to contact me. You should be able to find my email address on the host through which you're listening to this podcast. But that email address, again, is mikelifeaddictionrecovery at gmail.com. I want to give a shout out to my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ involved in the life ministry out of Edgecombe County, North Carolina. The life ministry started over three years ago. It's a 501c3 nonprofit Christ-centered addiction recovery ministry open to men and women. And they meet every Tuesday night beginning at 630. We're getting ready to start a chapter right here in Pitt County. Be in prayer about that. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me how that life ministry ought to be formed here in Pitt County and how we can go about in ministry and addiction recovery in the most effective manner here in the Winterville and the Greenville, North Carolina area. So if you would pray with me concerning that on this episode today, what I want to do is look at the lesson that the life ministry group is going to be looking at this coming Tuesday night. This is a lesson, man, that is so practical to every single one of us, something that we can all relate to, whether or not you're struggling under addiction or not, because the topic of this episode is understanding and defeating temptation. The monster of temptation is a monster every single one of us has faced. Maybe you are facing it but you will face it. So this is certainly something every single one of us need to hear. We need to receive it. We need to apply it. We need to know how to understand temptation and most importantly, how we can be victorious over it. I want you to know Jesus Christ not only hears your prayers, but he's been where you are. Whatever temptation that you're facing, Jesus knows he's been there. God walked in a human body. He faced temptation just like you and I face temptation. And yet he shows us how we can be victorious over every single temptation that comes our way. Indeed, we're reminded, recorded in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, 
For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. That verse right there in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 reminds us, he's talking about Jesus. Jesus is our high priest. And he's one who's been where we are. So whatever temptation it is that we face, the Lord faced that temptation. The Bible says that uh, he was tempted in all points, just like we are, yet he was without sin, the spotless lamb of God. And so when I look to Jesus, even when I look to the pages of the Bible and I see Jesus in the midst of temptation, he teaches me how I can overcome temptation. Because even though Jesus was tempted, he never gave in to the temptation, never fell into sin. And I'll just remind you that being tempted is not a sin. We're all tempted. And even when we look to Jesus in the scripture, he was also tempted, but yet he overcame the temptation. Temptation becomes sin when you yield to it, when you give in to it, and it pulls you away from God and out of his will. And so today I want us to read the biblical account of the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ, and especially want us to focus on how he overcame the temptation, because we can learn these truths that we can apply to our lives right where we are. I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. This is one of the biblical accounts of the temptation of our Lord. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11 is another one of those, but we're going to focus on Luke's account in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. Now, before I read this text, I want to remind you of the context in which the temptation of Christ took place. The Lord has just left a mountaintop experience. He's just come out of the baptism where John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the Jordan River. And God spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That was a mountaintop experience for Jesus. He's just come from that. So it's out of the mountaintop experience, out of the good and great spiritual time, because God was speaking from heaven and everyone could hear. And this just confirmed who Jesus was, sent by God, God in human flesh. Out of that mountaintop experience, the Lord came directly into a valley, into the wilderness, and he was tempted of the devil. I would just challenge you to know that when you're going through a great spiritual victory in your life, you can look out because the enemy is going to throw a dart at you. The enemy is going to come against you. He's going to want a war against you. He doesn't want you to stay on that mountaintop. He doesn't want you to stay in that position of the elated relationship with God Almighty. He wants you to come out of that period of revival. He wants to trip you up. He wants to tempt you. And so we can learn a lesson right from the very context of the temptation of our Lord because he came from that high spiritual mountaintop experience to a time of great temptation. And so be on guard. Never let your guard down. Even in those mountaintop experiences, never let your guard down. The enemy's always going to be right around the corner waiting for you to try to trip you up with temptation. And so we've got to be on guard. Like we talked about in another recent episode, we've got to make sure that we've got on the full armor of God, that we're ready to be victorious over the enemy and the battle that we're facing. So listen as I read from Luke chapter 4, beginning of verse 1. It says, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when he, they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. 
Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he, talking about the devil, brought Jesus to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding area, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And so this is the biblical account, according to Luke, of the temptation of Jesus Christ coming right out of that high spiritual mountaintop experience of being baptized right into a valley, right into the wilderness of temptation. And the enemy meets him there and the enemy wants to trip our Lord up. And so we've got to be on guard. We've got to make sure we got to make sure we got on the whole armor of God. We're ready to fight. Now, as I think about the temptation of our Lord here in the wilderness, as recorded here in the scripture, you know, I think about temptation you and I face, even as we talk about recovery and getting the old life behind us. And we don't want to be a, a drug addict. We don't want to be an alcoholic. We don't want to be addicted to pornography. We don't want to be addicted to food. We don't want to be addicted to anything or anyone other than God Almighty. We want to make sure we're worshiping him. In previous episodes, we've talked about addiction being idolatry. We allow something or someone else to control us other than the Holy Spirit of God, the God whom we were created to adore and to love and to worship and to serve. And in our fallen nature and in this fallen world and with spiritual enemy demons and the devil coming against us in this spiritual warfare, we can get tripped up real easy. We end up being controlled by something or someone other than God. My friend, think about it. Is that not addiction? Addiction begins to control us, whatever that addiction is, and so is idolatry. We've got to tear down those idols. We've got to tear down that pagan worship, and we've got to instead begin to worship the Lord God Almighty. And so I want to talk to you today about winning the battle over temptation. When you're urged, when you've got an urge or temptation to go back into that old way of living, into that self-destructive lifestyle that Jesus Christ has already delivered you from, man, you know, we talk about relapse, uh, temptation, giving into temptation. Really what relapse is, is yielding to temptation. And so I fall back, I fall back into the old life. And so we don't want to fall back. We don't want to relapse. We want to stay right on target and being the men and women that God has saved us, empowered us to be, to live in righteousness. First thing I want to say about temptation and overcoming it. First thing, number one, temptation is to be expected. I mean, expect it to come. If I look at Jesus Christ in the Bible right here in this biblical text, the Bible says that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness. 
A lot of times we feel like we're tempted because we're outside the will of God. No, Jesus was never outside the will of God. I mean, he was always smack dab in the middle of the will of God. And it's the Holy Spirit of God that led him out to that wilderness after his mountaintop experience of being baptized. And so he's in that wilderness, not by accident, not by chance, not because he's outside the will of God. He's exactly where God wanted him to be. And it was exactly at that place where the devil confronted our Lord. So never feel like just because you're tempted, you must be outside the will of God. No, my friend, many times we're faced with temptation simply because we're exactly where God has led us, exactly where the Holy Spirit has led us. So even in the will of God, expect temptation because it's going to come. The Bible says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And then the second part of that verse, one says he was tempted by the devil. That word tempt has two separate meanings. First of all, it can mean to test with the purpose of proving. To test with the purpose of proving. Temptation many times comes upon us as believers, not to pull us away from God, but to be used to draw us closer to God, to develop our experience, our intimate relationship with God Almighty. You know, someone has said that temptation is my opportunity to draw closer to God. There you go. When I'm faced with temptation, when I'm faced with the enemy, that's when I learn how to handle the word of God. When I'm faced with temptation, that's when my prayer life is really going, man, like it's never gone before. When I'm facing temptation, I understand I got to walk by faith, man, how important faith is. When I face temptation, I really understand, you know, where am I in this spiritual walk? Am I where I need to be in my spiritual relationship with the Lord, in my spiritual life? Am I as strong as I ought to be to overcome these temptations that have come upon me? And so many times temptation is used for that, to prove us where we are in our relationship with God. Now, why was Jesus, God in human flesh, why was he tempted? Why was it allowed that the enemy met him in the wilderness and tempted him to do wrong? Well, first of all, the temptation was in the humanity of Jesus. Jesus was 100% man and yet 100% God. And the temptation came against Jesus in his humanity. Jesus experienced every conflict, every temptation, every struggle, every challenge that you and I face as born again believers. And so when we approach the throne of Christ, in prayer. We can understand and we can know, we can have assurance. He's been where we are. He's faced what we've faced and he overcame it. Whether it's a financial problem, whether it's a physical problem, whatever the temptation is, our Lord faced it. He faced betrayal. He faced rejection and yet he overcame every temptation. And so he's led by the spirit of God. And so some of you might be saying, well, I just don't understand why God has allowed the old devil to come against me, brother Mike. I mean, I just don't know. I tell you what, I'm just so tempted and I am just so down and discouraged about this. I mean, I'm just, I can't believe I faced that temptation. Listen, God's not trying to develop wimps. God wants us to be strong men and women of God, not spiritual sissies, not a bunch of grown men with lace on their Levi's. I mean, God wants us to be great and mighty warriors for him. He uses those temptations that come upon us, not to make us weak, but to make us strong. Can you imagine a football team coming out of the locker room and there's the custodian and the custodian didn't have an opportunity to see the game. And he's just been in there cleaning up and they all come in and they're whining. And that custodian, he asks, you know, what's wrong with you guys? And they say, well, you'll never believe it. 
You'll never believe it, but the opposing team out there was so violent against us. We cannot believe our coach allowed the opposing team to go out there and fight against us. I mean, we just can't believe it. Every time we got the ball and we tried to run across the field, we were opposed by the enemy. I mean, there was conflict. We were hit. We just cannot believe our coach would allow an opposing team on the same field when we're trying to play football. Now, you'd say that'd be ridiculous. Well, let me explain something to you. There cannot be victory without a conflict. The same opposition that comes against you that you feel like wants to defeat you can be the same opposition that you overcome and that God uses in your life to make you stronger. You can't have a thrill of being a victor, of being an overcomer, unless, first of all, you overcome something. You've got to be willing to say, I've been obedient unto God. You've given me this opportunity to be victorious, even when I was tempted to disobey. And so stop your whining and stop your complaining and start fighting for the glory of God. The Bible says that Jesus in the wilderness was tempted by the devil. If Jesus was tempted, man, you can expect you're going to be tempted. And that temptation was something that proved who our Lord was. And by our Lord overcoming that temptation, he shows us how we can overcome temptation. So oftentimes when temptation comes upon us, it's used to prove us, to make us stronger. Also, temptation comes upon us by the enemy many times, and he doesn't want to make us stronger. And this is the other way in which this temptation, the word temptation can be used, and it's used to entice you to do evil, to pull you away from God. And that's the kind of temptation that the enemy specializes in. The enemy is there to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to pull you away from God Almighty. You know, we know there's only one devil, but there's a whole army of fallen angels called demons that are at the devil's beckoning, and they're in this world. It's a spiritual warfare. They're coming against us. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and against powers in high places. And so there's a spiritual army That's the enemy who wants to wage against the body of Christ. Every inch of ground that you gain as a Christian, the devil will contest that. He'll come against you. Every victory you you win, he's going to try to rob you of that. Every mountaintop experience that you enjoy in your spiritual walk with God, he's going to try to steal that from you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, the Bible describes the devil as a roaring lion going to and fro in this world, seeking whom he may devour. He comes against us. Not to bless us, but to pull us away from God. And so I'm just saying right here in this episode, temptation is to be expected. Temptation is not sin. It's sin when you yield to the temptation and you give in to it. And so temptation is to be expected. But let me say something else about this text right here that I believe will help you today. Temptation can be resisted. Now, you're not supposed to just roll over and play dead when you're tempted. You're not supposed to just give in. You're not supposed to say, well, uh, you know, I'm just uh, not strong enough to say no to that. I mean, that's just how I'm wired. You're not supposed to say, well, that's just how my daddy was. That's just how my mama was. And so honestly, that's the way I, that's the way I am. I'm just a chip off the old block. Listen, when you got saved, when you received Christ as your savior, you got a new daddy. You hearing me? You're in a new family. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
I mean, you may have inherited a junk car. You may have inherited a radio that won't work. You may have inherited big ears or a funny looking nose. But let me tell you, the day you got saved, you got a new inheritance. You inherited the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You inherited the promises of the Bible. You inherited the holiness of God. Your future is bright. God's designed it that way. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. So you're supposed to resist temptation. It's to be expected but it can be resisted. You're supposed to resist temptation when it comes against you. And I know our flesh, our human appetite wants to give in to it. And so we got to be careful. Jesus, 40 days, 40 days out in the wilderness fasting and the enemy comes against him. And it's immediately after a spiritual victory, after a time of blessing, the enemy came against our Lord. Our Lord's been fasting. He's weak. He's tired. You got to be on guard. At your weakest point, there's the enemy. He's going to discourage you. He's going to try to tempt you. In those times where maybe physically you're tired, maybe you're weak, you're discouraged, you're disheartened, uh, he's going to come against you in those times. He's going to attack you in the area of your appetites. He's going to try to trip you up. He's going to try to tempt you. And so I said temptation often comes after a great victory, after a blessing. I said temptation comes when you're weak, when you're tired, when you're hungry, when you're fatigued. Let me tell you another time temptation comes. Temptation comes when you're getting ready to launch out into a new area of ministry into serving the Lord. I mean, the, the enemy is going to attack you right there. You ever notice that? Things can be rolling along smoothly and you step out and you decide, you know what, I think I'm going to serve in the Sunday school department. You know what, I think I'm going to serve in the addiction recovery ministry. You know what, I'm going to begin to serve in the church that God's called me to. And when you do that, when you decide I'm not going to be a spiritual dud, I'm not going to be a pew sitter. I am not going to be just a spectator, but I'm going to jump into the front lines. I'm going to be an active participant in worship. I'm going to serve the Lord through my local church. That's when the enemy comes against you and he will trip you up. When you step out to do what God has called you to do. And it's in those times, friends, you got to be determined. You're not going to back down. You're not going to back in. You're not going to cave in. Man, you're going to keep on keeping on for the Lord. You're going to be a threat to the enemy's camp. You're not going to be a wimpy believer. You're going to step out and do what God's called you to do, even though the enemy's going to come against you. Human appetite. The enemy attacks us there. God's people are not immune from this. You know, I don't know what some of you may be going through in life right now. The things that you're struggling with. I mean, so, you know, you can overcome it. You can let go of the prescription drugs. You don't turn me off. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you. You can let go of the alcohol. You can turn away from the affairs. Uh, you can uh, get off the pornography. You can turn away from your addiction to, to food. All kinds of things that are appealing to your flesh. Man, you can overcome it. You can be victorious over the enemy and over the temptation that is before you. Our Lord shows us how that can be. In verse 4, in Luke chapter 4, verse 4, it says, But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. That's how our Lord overcame the enemy and the temptation. He used the word of God. There's power in the word of God. Power in the word of God. Man, you find real meaning in life in the word of God. You find God in his word. Remember the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman? Remember that story? She thought she had the answer to life and she thought the answer to life was in a man. 
By the way, her idol, her addiction was relationships. She went from one relationship with a man to another man to another man, and she had so many men involved in her life, and she could not find what she was searching for until one day she met Jesus, the God-man. And Jesus met her at that well, remember? And Jesus talked about living water that can satisfy deeper than anything else, can satisfy the appetites of that woman's heart. And Jesus asked her, where's your husband? She said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, that's right. You've had five husbands. Five times she had been to the altar. Five times she had been married. Can't you see her there? I mean, she says, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, that's right. You've had five husbands. Five times you've been married. And the man that you're with right now, the man that you're living with right now, you're not even married to him. I mean, this lady was test driving men like you'd go to a car lot and test drive a used car. I mean, it was one after another after another. She was searching for something to fill the void in her heart. You know what she needed? She she was going to worship someone or something. And so she worshiped these relationships, that, but she found out they were all empty. Let me tell you, you're not going to find what you need in a relationship with a human being. You're not going to find it in a woman. You're not going to find it in a man. You're not going to find it in a bottle of booze. You're not going to find it in a drug. You're not going to find what your heart thirsts for, what your heart hungers for, until you come to the one who told that woman at the well that day, I'm the living water. If you drink the water I offer you, you'll never thirst again. Jesus Christ is the only one who can quench that thirst. And he speaks to us through the word of God, through the Bible, and through the person of the Holy Spirit. Man, you get to know God more intimately by his word. There's power in the word of God, power to overcome. When the enemy faced our Lord Jesus Christ and tempted him over and over again, the Lord gives us the example, it, as it is written, as it is written, as it is written, he used the word of God in that spiritual warfare. My friend, that's what we've got to do. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, no temptation has laid hold on you than that which is common to man. But God will with the temptation make a way of escape that you might be strong to bear up under it patiently. I don't know how many times the Holy Spirit's brought that verse to my remembrance just to remind me I can't overcome this temptation. I don't care how hard it may seem, how strong the temptation may be, how weak you may be at that point in temptation. You can't overcome it when you stand on that promise from God in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. And so the Holy Spirit brings that verse to my remembrance when I'm faced with temptation. But listen, you got to know what the word says before you can use the word of God when you're faced with temptation. So you got to make sure you're in the word and the word is in you. So there's power in the word of God. Why would I want to go back to the scraps the devil wants to feed me when God's got truth for me in the Holy Bible that I need more than anything else? You know what's sad today? There's so many churches today that are feeding people not the truth of God's word, not the water of life, not the bread that comes from heaven, not the word of God, but they're giving people table scraps from the world. This false gospel that's out there today that says that God wants everybody to be rich. God wants everybody to be wealthy. God wants everybody to be healthy. God wants everybody to have plenty of money. That's a false theology. That's not the teaching of the Bible, and yet it appeals to our flesh. I mean, who doesn't want to have a lot of money? Who doesn't want to be healthy? Who doesn't want to have a lot of possessions in this world? Man, you just look to the book of Job. Job was a man who was right smack dab in the middle of God's will, and yet he lost everything that he had. In the end, he was rewarded, but through that process, he lost. He was even physically sick, and God allowed it for a reason, for a purpose. Temptation comes our way, and the tempter will tempt us in the area of our flesh. He will appeal to our physical appetites. 
in the area of our pride were attacked. You know, in Luke chapter four, verse five, it says, then the devil taking Jesus up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The enemy here confronting Jesus appeals to the flesh, but especially appeals in this area of pride. He takes Jesus up on this high, high cliff, this high pinnacle, and he tempts him to cast himself down. If you're the son of God, then throw yourself down. And then the devil is the one who's quoting scripture. He's actually quoting from Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12, where it says he shall give his angels charge over you. In their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Yeah, this occurred to me when I read that. Did you know there's actually some preachers who are more pitiful preachers than the, than the devil? Because there are some preachers that never quote the Bible. Did you know that? Even the devil is quoting scripture to the son of God, to God in human flesh, the one who wrote the Bible. Anyway, that's something to think about. The devil's appealing to the pride of Jesus. Put on a big spectacle show. Get people to follow you. Cast yourself down. Show everybody that you're more than just a man. Man, can, can you imagine that? Can you imagine if your pastor next Sunday said, okay, I come to church. I'm going to climb up on the very top of the steeple and I'm just going to jump off. I'm going to let the angels catch me as I fall. Can you imagine a crowd that probably be at church next Sunday just to watch that uh, disaster take place? Pride. Jesus, oh, you do this, you'll have the whole world following after you. Cast yourself down. It goes on in verse seven. In Luke chapter four, verse seven, therefore, if you'll worship me, the devil says, all will be yours if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, for it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. So right here, I wanna ask you a question. Who are you serving? Who are you worshiping with your life? What is it or who is it that controls you? You're created to worship. By default, you're going to worship someone or something. If you're not worshiping the God of the Bible, the God of creation, the God who loves you so much, you became a man in the person of Jesus and died for you and rose again. If you're not worshiping him, you're worshiping an idol. Who is it that has the adoration of your heart? What is it that you love more than life itself? Are you truly worshiping the Lord God? He is one. Now, as I conclude today in this episode, I want to just kind of sum this whole thing up in a very practical way and some truths that you can learn today from this biblical account of the temptation and primarily the victorious overcoming of our Lord Jesus as he faced the tempter. What can you learn that'll help you today? Well, number one, first of all, make sure you're led by the Holy Spirit of God every day, that you're not walking in the flesh. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and control you and lead you into every situation, every day of your life. Then you also need to make sure you know the Word of God. How are you going to use the Word of God to overcome the temptation if you don't know the Word of God? So be led by the Holy Spirit of God every day. Know the Word of God. Know it through and through, true and true. Then you need to obey the Word of God. It's not enough just to know it, but you've got to apply it. You've got to, you've got to obey it what God tells you to do. Walk in obedience. And then my friend, you need to make sure you're full of Jesus. (laughs) Just make sure you're full of Jesus. The Bible says that when Jesus stood there against the tempter and he overcame those temptations, the Bible says the devil left him. But the devil didn't leave him for good. The devil just departed from him until a more opportune time. So he's a victor. Our Lord was a victor over and over again. He never yielded to temptation. He never sinned. 
Yet for us, it's a little bit different, isn't it? We face the tempter and we overcome one temptation. And then right around the corner, there's another temptation. So we can never let our guard down. We got to make sure that we're going to be victorious over the temptation that's not just upon us right now, but the temptation that's yet to come upon us that's right around the corner. Listen, you've got victory in you. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you've got the Holy Spirit living in you. Man, that's power. That's power. But what you got to do is you've got to get you out of the way. You've got to make sure Jesus is reigning supreme in and through your life. You got to make sure he's not your co-pilot. Man, he's got to be flying the plane. If he's your co-pilot, you need to scoot over and let Jesus have the controls. He's Lord. He's master. He's the potentate. He's the, um, he's the president. He's the Lord. He's the king. And he's going to give you the victory if you trust him and you walk by faith. A little girl was asked one time, how do you deal with temptation? She said, well, when the old devil comes and knocks on the door of my heart, I just ask Jesus to answer the door for me. And when Jesus opens that door and the devil sees Jesus standing there, he says, oops, I'm sorry. I must have the wrong house. And he takes off running. There's a good way to overcome temptation. You can't do it in your strength and in your power. But my friend, you can do it in the power of God that lives in you as a born again believer. Oh, Lord God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for showing us right here how we can be victorious over temptation. We can't overcome it. But Lord, we got to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We got to make sure it's the Holy Spirit leading us and controlling us. We've got to fill our minds, fill our hearts, fill our souls with the word of God that we might use it against the enemy. And we got to be determined. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to overcome. I've already made up my mind. I'm going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and not allow the flesh to pull me back, not allow the world to pull me back, not allow the enemy to pull me back. In Jesus' name, amen. So my friend, we can be more than conquerors. We can overcome even when temptation comes our way. But you've got to decide right now. You're going to be victorious over the enemy. God bless you. I want to ask you to pray for me. I'll be praying for you. We're going to get through these trying times, through these last days. I want to encourage you to look to the Lord. Make sure you're walking in His power. You can continue on this journey, on this road called recovery. And I believe in by faith, you're going to get to the point in your recovery. You're going to be able to look back and you're going to be able to say, praise God. I'm not just in recovery. I've recovered by the power of God. God's done it for me. He'll do it for you. God bless you.